Amen. Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And this service could make the difference in life or death, heaven or hell, even though it's Wednesday. And so I know when I have given 100%, and I know when I haven't given 100%. And so shame on me because God is worthy of 100%, whatever that is at the time. And so I want revival, and I know you do too. But just saying that doesn't bring it. There are some things that you and I must do to see revival in our own life because revival will not come until it first starts in my life. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. God has really dealt with me while I've been away, and I pray that he helps me tonight to get this out. And those that are not here, They may be watching on live stream or catch it later. I pray their hearts are open. I wouldn't be surprised if I might not preach this same message possibly Sunday night. We need to hear it. I need to hear it. I'm going to be reading over in the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 1. I don't know how far I'll go down, but it's very familiar to all of us. I'll let you get there. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I'm going to continue to read. He does not have it, but I will continue to read. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minder, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. You may be seated. Tonight I just want to try my very best to try to get this out to me and hopefully to you and those that may be watching the urgency of the hour the urgency of the hour the enemy may not be blamed for everything that comes upon the earth or he may at some times bring it I don't know but he can use whatever we may be facing to disrupt the church of the living God. And during this pandemic, that's exactly what he's doing. Especially when it comes to the vaccine. We need unity and not division. And that doesn't mean that everybody's for getting the vaccine and everybody's for not getting the vaccine. There should be no condemnation for those that get it and those that don't. It should not be a dividing point among the church of the living God. Amen. The Bible is very plain in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 14, that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for one purpose, 
for one purpose. Not to counsel, not to baby or pamper, but for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or mature man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. I pray that we're not the ones that are going to be left out of the end time revival. I know what this church is capable of being. We almost get there, and then something happens in the world, and everybody backs up. What we've got to understand is the devil's using these things to manipulate, intimidate, and control the church of the living God. Yes, he is. Because he wants to hinder and divide the members of Christ's body, one in particular. If we are not in unity, there will be no faith. And if there is no faith, there can be no great moves of God. For God will only move where there is a spirit of faith in operation. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. 1 Corinthians 14 and 40 says, Let all things be done decency and in order. Now let me say this. I've heard it so much recently. I'll tell you of an incident that happened to me when Brother Stone took us out to eat Saturday evening. The previous owner is there. He sold the restaurant to his grandson, but he likes to come and talk with the people. And he came up, and I had my shirt on that said Pastor White. Of course, he knew Brother Stone, Brother Rayner. And he said, oh, you're Pastor White. I said, yes. And we began to talk, and all of a sudden, he came out with something about the vaccine. Be careful of the vaccine. You better be careful of the vaccine. I said, what for? And the man got so flustered and so dumbfounded that he had to leave the table because he had no Bible to back up what he was saying. It was something that was in him that he should not be spreading to each individual brother or sister, they need to pray and decide on what God wants them to do. And whatever they do, we need to love one another and support one another. But I'm going to go another step further for this church. Please don't tell somebody, especially with any arrogancy, I'm not getting the shot because I've got faith. 
Are you implying that someone that got it didn't have faith? When the Bible says, whatever I do, I'm going to do in faith. If I get it, I did it in faith. If I didn't do it, I didn't do it in faith. But this is what grieves me. Somebody will begin to divide those that get it and those that don't. And yet they'll go to the doctor and they'll get their blood pressure medicine and they'll get their diabetes medicine. You let them come down with cancer and they'll go to the doctor. Where's your faith now? If we got faith, if we've got faith, let's live by faith and walk by faith. It'd be better to say, for me, I prayed, it's not for me. That's all you have to say. And if the other person says, well, I've got it, then you should say, well, good for you. Let's work together for the kingdom of God. The enemy seeks nothing but division. I guarantee you, you've heard this. The devil's kingdom is not divided. It is not divided. But yet, if he can bring division in the church of the living God, if he can spread fear, which is not of God, if he can bring any type of anxiety, which is not of God, let me tell you something. Anxiety is not of God. I've experienced it from time to time, and I rebuke the devil, and I'm saying, you're not getting my peace. I'm going to pray and seek the Lord. A child of God should not live with anxiety. Something, something needs to be corrected in your prayer life. You say, well, pastor, you're not where I'm at. How do you know? How do you know what I experience? But I do know this. When I'm in the presence of God, there is peace evermore. And so there cannot be an anxiety when I'm with God. There can, I said there cannot be. There cannot be. But if I'm in the flesh, there's going to be fear and anxiety. So when I begin to feel that becoming upon me, I need to shake it and say, God, I need to pray. I need to say, God, you and I need to come together, and I need to yield to you and understand. If I'm not praying enough, I need to improve. If my mind is not right, when I go out of my house, I need to get it right. The urgency of the hour takes children of the Most High to begin to live the life that they say they have. And I'm going to tell you right now, it takes the Word, the knowledge of the Word, and the application of the Word. Recognize the attack. It is not just life when anxiety comes from you and hangs on to you. It is a spirit. Take authority over that spirit. Rebuke that spirit. Command that spirit to get off of you and your mind. And don't stop till he does. Amen. And so I want to take the approach for this church. It doesn't matter what the pastor down the road is teaching his people. It doesn't matter what you may catch on live stream from some other apostolic pastor. You only have one pastor. That is in a different battleground. Too many people, and I'm going to get to it, apostolics. 
because the pastor doesn't teach what you think he ought to according to the vaccine or this or that, you'll find another apostolic pastor and say, hey, I like what he's saying. I concur what he's saying. I'm going to tell you something, honey. You're going to get yourself in trouble. He's not going to watch for your soul. I'm not saying he's wrong, and I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying he's got to give an account for wherever he's pastoring, and i got to give an account for here. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Other ministers come up here, and they've got good things to say under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But yet, you've only got one authority in this church, and that is me. Under God. And this is what's happening. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 12, Paul was writing the church in Corneth. I said he was writing in the church in Corneth. He wasn't writing this letter to Ephesus or Philippi or Rome. He was writing it to the church in Corneth. And he began to say, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak same the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, every one of you saith, may I say this and break it down without you thinking I'm being derogatory of these men. I'm not. I'm a Bishop Smith. I'm of Elder Garen. I'm a brother Luna. I'm a brother Charles Smith. Be careful. Because that's what they were doing. Oh, it got quiet, but that's what he was addressing. Some of you said, I'm of this one, and I'm of that one, and I'm of this one, and I'm of that one. I'm following him, and I'm following him. And they were in the... Corneth Church. They ought to have been following their pastor as their pastor follows the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you right now, each leader leads according to their ability in the Lord. They are not going to be the same, even though the anointing is the same, and the doctrine may be the same, and the calling is may be the same, but there are other things that enter in. Amen. What they do, they do. But don't bring it here. And don't you bring what we do there. Amen. That's why it is very, very important, hear me, that when you are at a place of fellowshipping with another church at district or national, then you just fellowship. You don't get into doctrine. You don't get in what you think about this. What do your preacher preach about this? You don't do that. You keep it just the way it's supposed to be. You just fellowship because I promise you sooner or later, their pastor will say something or teach something that your pastor does not or vice versa. And there is going to be a division. I've met many men that felt certain things that I didn't feel. 
Didn't bother me a bit. I respected the man. He has a right to pastor the way he feels led in the Lord. I didn't judge him. I didn't come to him and say, you're wrong. Because we need unity, not division. When we go to conferences, I wear a mask. I'll tell you right now, I'm about the only one that does. I'm fine. Doesn't bother me that they don't. I don't get up behind the pulpit and say, what's wrong with these people? Don't they realize that they should be protecting one another? No, I don't do that. And neither should they do that about me. Because I wear one doesn't mean I don't have faith. Let me tell you something. That mask has nothing to do with faith. Faith comes from an individual's heart. My goodness. Read the book. God used many things as instruments of faith. Many things. He even used a brazen serpent one time. If somebody did that today, man, we, we'd cast stones at him. But they did. And people that were bitten by the fiery serpent looked upon it and they were healed. He threw a tree in bitter waters and made them sweet. He spit on the ground and formed clay and anointed a man's eye and he saw. Each church is unique. Yet we're members together in one body. There's different personalities. Pastors' personalities are different. Their knowledge is different. Their maturity level is different. We've got to get to a place till you accept wholeheartedly where God has placed you and work together. Amen. I've heard this so much in my travels. I've heard it. People texting me. Let me say this. And I know I have the monitors up because my voice is weak. The vaccine. Hear me. Is not the mark of the beast. It cannot be. Read the book. I just happen to have it. Revelation 13, 16 through 18 says this, And he called us all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their, where? Not right arm. Not right, not left arm. Right hand or? And it goes on to say, and no man might buy or sell, save he that had thee, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. His name, the mark, is a number. Ooh, it got quiet a little bit, but that, that's okay. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for the number of a man and his number is six hundred, six score, and six. 
So how can the vaccine, how could the social security number back then that divided the church then because they thought it was the mark then and it wasn't the mark. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't run rapid in fear. Get in the book and learn the book and understand the book and have knowledge of the book. Do you understand that even the radio began to divide the church because when the radio came out, they were afraid to listen to the radio. And then, oh my, the television, you're talking about dividing the church. Now we've got computers, we got iPhones, we got iPads, we got all kinds of things. Hey, we cannot afford to let it divide the church, but you follow the teaching of your pastor. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I've had people text me, bless their heart. I know they don't mean anything, but asking me what they think, what I think about the vaccine. They have a pastor. They have a pastor. Ask him. If they don't have a pastor, it won't make no difference whether they take it or not. And if they're not yielding to their pastor or submissive to their pastor... Again, it don't matter what they do because they're in trouble right now. So let me say that again. If you get it, you don't even have to tell anybody you get it. If you don't get it, you don't have to tell anybody you didn't get it. But if you find out that somebody got it, don't roll your eyes. And if they didn't get it, they'll go, oh, what's wrong with you? Because most people don't have any biblical knowledge to tell you to get it or don't get it. They're just going by their stinking opinions. Which sometimes we ought to keep to ourselves. Amen. I'm telling you, there's an urgency in this hour. This won't be the only thing come upon this world. The enemy is conditioning the church, those that will let him, to get us in a place where we begin to dividing over a vaccine. Now, I've said that. Let me qualify it even more. That doesn't give you the right to be disobedient with something that I may encourage or set. I promise you, I won't set that you've got to get a shot. But there may be some strong encouragement of wearing masks. You don't, you're still going to be loved. If you do, you're not going to be loved anymore. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't give you a right to be disobedient. Because I don't believe in mandating a shot to anybody. But I do believe that everybody's got to be born again. Because what's happening now is this in 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. It says, for the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't listen to their own pastor. But they'll find another pastor that tell them what they really want to hear. What they're believing. What their opinion is. Let me tell you something. This is where God placed you. Pray for me. 
that I can be what God wants me to be. Not what you want me to be, but what God wants me to be. This is something that I have tried to do. I'm not saying I've been 100% successful, but when I started out 20 plus years ago, I started leaning to the principles of the Word of God. In the Word of God, I began to make decisions. And when I deviated from that, it cost this church some heartaches. I will strive to be consistent in the decisions that I've made in the past. I'll make them today, whether you like it or not. And I feel so obligated to explain. But let me tell you right now, honey, I don't need to explain to you, no. I don't need to explain to you, it's okay. Don't ask for an explanation. If I say no, that's what it is, no. If I say maybe, then pray with me about it. But maybe don't mean yes. Do you understand this? Have we forgotten the word of God so quickly because of this pandemic, this second attack of the pandemic? I'm glad that I survived the first one. That built my faith for this one. Not to act foolish, but not to be scared. Amen. I still went to conference. I said I still went to conference. When they asked me to testify, I took my mask off. I still worship. Amen. The Bible says this in Luke 17, 33. I, I, I pray that this will sink into all of our hearts. Whosoever shall seek to save his life, Shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Matthew 6.25 says this. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink. Nor yet for the body. Nor yet for the body. For what you put on, it's not the life more than meat in the body than raiment. I'm going somewhere with this. Because this is what's happening to the apostolic world, not just here, everywhere. Everywhere. And it's pastor's fault because we initiated this live stream. And it has some value because there's people in other countries and other states that are not apostolic that are watching it, but too many church members of this local assembly will sit home thinking I'm safe from covid Until somebody in their family brings it home. Or somebody they go to work with gets it to them. Or, I said this at Brother Rainers, and really, Brother Lewis came unglued. Now, I think most apostolics attend a mega church in town more than they do this church. It's a mega church. It's a mega church. They have a philosophy. You know where I'm going? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You won't see them here Sunday, but if you look for them, you'll see them there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That mega church is Walmart. And we'll use the excuse, well, I got to go. I got to get some medicine. I I got, I got. What is that? Who cares about that spider? 
Paul had a snake bite him. He flung it off. Just leave that spot in there. He ain't hurt nothing. Maybe he's getting excited about the word of God. Maybe, maybe he came out of Walmart, came to the house of the living God. We are worried about everything else, but we're not worried about going to hell. We're not worried. I, I, can't, I can't go to church because I might get COVID. Okay, you might. You, you absolutely might. But you have more opportunities getting at Walmart on the job going out to eat. I eat outside. Somebody's got to go in to order. No, you didn't hear me. Somebody's got to go into order, and who knows what you might get on your way outside to sit with your family when you take your mask off. Oh, I'm coming on, dear. You know, it's, this is grieving me. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm putting my life on the line. My wife almost died, but we're here. If I'm not out traveling, preaching, I'm here. She's here. We're worshiping God. I'm coming down preaching. I'm praying for you. I'm coming down among you. Why can't you do the same? Yeah, live stream, why can't you? Go ahead and stay home. You know you're violating the word of God by staying home. You say, I'm going to stay home and not get, not get COVID. Yeah, but somebody in that house is going out earning the bacon. Who knows who he's going to see? Who she's going to be around? You better tell that person going out, don't you come in this house, just get you a pump tent, and you, and you sleep outside. I'll put your food on the doorstep. And when you go get us some groceries, don't you even come close to that door. You just set it on the porch. Uh, give me a text message. And I'll be sure you're gone. I'll spray Lysol before I go out. You see, our mentality is not biblical. We stay away from the one place we ought to be coming running to. We ought to be here in the house of God. You say, well, you didn't experience COVID. I experienced COVID just like anybody else in here with my wife. So don't hand me that. I know what I'm talking about. And we're going to come to the house of God. Now, if I see you in Walmart and you didn't come to church Sunday, I'm not going to say anything to you. But my mind may say, well, this is Miracle Monday. Now, there's folks that listen, listen. There's folks that get to COVID and got to quarantine. And that's Bible. You look in numbers. You read numbers. When they were sick, they had leper. They had whatever's going on. They put them out of the camp. They put them out of the temple. But the camp and the temple kept going. And when they were well, they didn't say, well, I'm not going back, to, I'm not going back there in case I get leprosy again. I don't want to go back there in case I get lamed again or blind again. Honey, I don't know about you, but whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Once I'm well, I hope you're listening to me. Once I'm well, I've tested negative. 
and I've done my time outside the camp, honey, I'm going to come in rejoicing. Because there are sicknesses. The people are watching tonight. You have legitimate sicknesses that you have to quarantine. I will tell you to quarantine. It is Bible to quarantine. To protect the camp for the good of the body. But when you're well, why are you still not coming to the... Why? There's only one reason for that. There's only one reason. If a person goes anywhere else outside their home, there's only one reason they won't come here. Because they don't want to. Now, there's some of you have the fortunate to work at home. All right, but you're not protected either. I got, I got, can I just, can I just be myself tonight? Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I want. Yeah. Could you deliver it? Yeah. Don't you understand this stuff's in the air? I'm going to wait till they get back in the car. The air's still there. (laughs) The air's still there. You've been holding your breath so long, when you go outside and get the groceries, you go, (gasps) It's in the air. It's in the air. Okay? It's in the air. The good news is that should give us even stronger faith is this. Once you've had COVID and you have survived it, you have antibodies that are dormant that when they're exposed to this, they become active and fight it off. I'm still not going to be crazy. But even if that one, like poor John Hoosier, I don't know why I say poor John. He was ready to go. Praising God to the very last. So I miss him. I feel for him. It was terrible he was by himself. But I guarantee you when he took his last breath, he opened up and saw paradise because that man was born again of water and spirit and loved God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. We cannot love our lives that we are so afraid of dying. (laughs) Let me read you where that's at and read to you exactly the King James Version. Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcame him. Oh, we love that, don't we? Y'all can quote that, don't you? They overcome it by what? And, okay, okay, that's how they overcame. But then what happened? And they they love not their, their lives, lives unto the death. We must get a different mindset. Not condemning others. Not flaunting whatever we think in front of others. But when it's church time, 
if I'm well and not in quarantine, or some other type of contagious disease, or other type of injuries that you can't even walk, I'm going to be here. I may be tired. Believe me. I'm not tired now, but I was tired, and I'll be tired after I get through. Headache? Uh Uh-uh. Stomach problem? Uh Uh-uh. I'll be sure that you're not going to like this because it's really really out there. I'm going to be sure I go to the bathroom before I come out and pray, God, help me sustain till I'm through. Oh, yeah. I know my God is able. I've been hurting so many times to get in the presence of God, and the pain in the situation vanishes. Wow, I think I covered everything. The urgency of the hour. You didn't hear me say it's not out there, did you? You didn't hear me say it wasn't taking people's lives. Good saints of God have went on to meet the Lord. But others have survived. Just don't become a casualty to something worse. Than the quarantine. Because the devil is conditioning our mind. Let's just stay home. Where it's safe. And worship God. There's so much more yet to come upon this earth. And if we get to the place that this keeps us home, when the government begins to threaten you of jail or worse, you won't even watch live stream. And don't say it'll never happen in America. We've seen already a little bit of that. America needs the church more than ever. The real church. The real church. Not counting their membership on their subscribers. Wow, we are up to 200. Yeah, how many was in service? Well, we had 20, but I got 200 subscribers. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that even the mega church of Walmart, with all of their online orders, pick up delivery, the place is still packed. I, I got to say this before I close. My wife, my wife, she, nothing wrong, nothing. If you, if you order your groceries and go pick them up, that's fine. I'm not down on that. I just like to see what I'm getting. I tell her all the time, honey, I appreciate it, you know, because she's trying to save me a trip, and, and she's real good at it, I'm not, but let me go. 
because I can check the expiration date. Just like a cucumber she got the other day, it's already bad. I throw it away. I'm feeling it. I'm glad somebody's with me. You see, I want to be here to check it out for myself. I want to feel it. I want to check the expiration date. Oh, I want to go down the aisle. I want to see what God's got. I hate substitutes. They don't even ask you. Oh, two items were substituted. Did that happen to anybody? Eh? Oh, we were out of this, so we substituted. God's never out. And he never substitutes for the real deal, honey. I like coming to the church of the living God where the shelves are full. Nothing expires. Nothing's rotten. Nothing is a waste. And there's no substitute. Put your hands together. Magnify the king of glory. Come on. Come on.